0: hello everyone and welcome back to the steam forward podcast as always i'm your host savannah and today our guest is dante palmer and dante him and I are actually co-workers for one of our sponsors, Trinity Church, and today he's going to share his experience about being a creative, his nonprofit, and just that when you grow up broken, you don't have to stay there. So everyone, please help me welcome Dante Palmer.
1: Hey, how you guys doing? Thank you, Savannah. How I think first you. off, I am so honored to be a part of this podcast. Uh, I think we already said episode 41, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it was 40 people before me, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, I should have been like one, but I'm happy that I'm 41. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. So we've been just doing it and learning things about people. What I love about these podcasts is like, even the people I work with, I learned so much about them. The one that surprised me the most was actually Donna. And I was like, I've known you for years and I never knew you. Right. Any, and like, Donna
1: doesn't really talk no. I of that. So it's awesome.
0: <laughs> so I love like when the coworkers come, now I can get like a little more peace. But I think because we do youth ministry together, I know you a little more <laughs> than some people. So this should be fun. So give us some background on who you are. Where did you grow up? Absolutely. You didn't grow up here. So.
1: so I was born in Charlotte, North Carolina, mm-hmm. but I really don't claim Charlotte because mm-hmm. I was, I moved around about three or four, mm-hmm. but I was raised in Philadelphia. Right. So that's my home ground. Um, go Eagles! Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna say it because I bleed green all day. you yeah. I was I was raised in Philly, mm-hmm. and I got two brothers, two sisters, my mom and dad, um, were in the household, and they were married for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my dad went to a life of addiction, so that kind of mm-hmm. added life um, uh, took it took another turn. So I yeah. had to really learn how to be a man through my mom, which I see a lot with, with the, the kids we serve, but also. Yeah. Um, in the community that I was a part of, so I, f- I found out how to be a man through my mom, like I said, but also through the men in my church. Right, but it was also that that story, that that, that thing back in back of my mind is like, okay, I want my dad. I don't care how how tough I became, how yeah. older I got, I was always looking for the love of my dad. And so I went to college in um, Indiana, PA, Indiana Uni- University of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. right side, outside of Pittsburgh. And I graduated with a uh, major in communications with a minor in theater, mm-hmm. and I moved to New York to chase this freelance videography career, and it was horrible. My whole <laughs> life just shattered. Yeah, like, I'm trying to be a freelancer in New York. Yeah, it's so much fast pace going on. Rent is expensive, and I didn't have the resources, so I wasn't equipped to really yeah. live in the city. And I fell into like this whole life of stress. And I, you know, I called my mom and said, "I really need some help. I need some guidance." Yeah. Um. So I moved down to Jacksonville. over there oh, yeah. And um. That's when uh, that decision I made, I think my whole life changed I called my mother. I said, hey, I'm going to Jacksonville. I met my wife in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. She hates when I tell the story, but I met her on Tinder when Tinder (laughs) first came out. Um, And and we just started a family. And as as we fast forward to this moment here, but I think we have, uh, I'm 37 next week. So Mm -hmm. it's 37 years of testimony and experience that I have. And I think we talked about my whole life. It'll be a three-hour podcast. (laughs) But I just think um, that's my life, who I am now. But mm-hmm. you can dive deep into, um, you know, some other things, some other things yeah. really get to who I am or what we're trying right. to uh, portray today. So the,
0: uh, the question I have, because I don't really know anybody from Pennsylvania or Philadelphia. Right. Now, my dad, my real dad was born there, but I didn't really ever get to experience. So what's the difference from like Pennsylvania and Florida?
1: Yeah, well, first off, the weather. The right. weather in Pennsylvania is horrible. I hate mm-hmm. the snow, so I'm happy that we we don't have seasons Blessing. in Miami. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hot all year round. I love that. But I just think... It, it may be just my opinion, but mm-hmm. I think people in Florida are much nicer. Southern I think that's what it is. Culture is different. In Philadelphia, I was raised, and I, and I really didn't realize that when I was about 30, I went to counseling, and it mm-hmm. was the first time I heard that I had PTSD. And the first mm-hmm. time I, I heard that, I told my counselor, I said, well, I wasn't a part of the Army. That's how ignorant I was. Right. Fact. And she said, no, you was, was trauma. And mm-hmm. and this this dark times you had, so we started identifying it and it came from the city of Philadelphia.
0: That's what I was right. wondering, like this urban city, because you hear good things about it, but then you hear not so good right. things. But, you know, I'm not really into like, I think there's a thing called ge- geological perspective, right? right? You make these conclusions about places you've never been Absolutely. based off of people you meet yeah. or like even the media. So that's why I was
1: curious. It is a war zone. Yeah, right? I lived there where I, my niece was five at the time. She's 15 now. But when I remember it was gunshots in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. and a five year old knew how to get down behind a couch so Willis don't fall through the window. So these are the things we yeah. had to experience all through my life. And I thought it was normal. So when I moved to Jacksonville and I finally had that sudden hospitality, didn't hear dirt bikes and yeah. sirens, the helicopters going over, it was silence and peace. My anxiety started peaking because yeah. I was so used to the loudness. Mm-hmm. But when I actually had time for myself, it scared me. For I was sure, like, yeah. what is this? I never heard myself think before. Yeah. Being in Florida, that's what all my skeletons and all the monsters are coming out of me because I was like, okay, I'm not used to the quiet. I'm not yeah. used to the still in Florida. But yeah, Florida yeah, actually yeah. is a better place. Oh, we love Florida. <laughs> I'm I, love, I love Florida now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so you got your degree in theater. So I know you as, so I've always met you as a creative. Right. So how did you know that you were like this? Creative person, because you produce plays. Right. Like, how did you find out that that was something who you were?
1: I'm happy to ask. I actually started um, being a creative out of pain. Mm-hmm. Right. When my dad was at the house and I felt as I didn't have an outlet to speak to anybody, I mm-hmm. started writing my thoughts. And if I could find my old poetry book, my old poetry book was so dark. Mm-hmm. The stories and the poems I would write, it was about things I just don't want to even feel comfortable talking about now yeah. on this podcast. But it was so dark. And my mom was asking me, why are you speaking about so such dark things? But, yeah, And it came out through anger. And then when I learned how to channel those that 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 those words or that creativity, that's when I said, "All right, let me now as out of pain, but now, now let me be creative for attention." Right? right. I started doing this for people to laugh at me. I, mm-hmm. I became the class clown, so mm-hmm. people laugh at me. And then when I graduated high school, went to college. I said, "Okay, you know what? Let me let me hone in on this. Let me focus on mm-hmm. this because I do like entertainment. People do laugh at me. People do get a good um get a, I, I get a good response from people. Right. But now let me." Hone in onto a skill set. Right. When I went to college and a uh, minor in theater, I, re- I learned the art of theater. Mm-hmm. And then when I graduated, I started doing videography. I started getting on stage plays. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like, wow, I'm actually natural at this. And yeah, I just like kinda, like, do it. And then uh, when I moved to Florida, I think Miami gave me the kickstart. And a lot of people don't know this a kickstart of my creativity. My first time ever in a large production was Screw, Chair, and Trinity. My first Oh, time you being in a production. being, being oh, in a production. Wow. I had like small church plays in mm-hmm. Philadelphia, but but my biggest one was Scrooge. So when I got this role of Scrooge, I was like, "Oh, I'm not. I don't think I'm ready for this." But it's I such did a it. character too. And I, right, right. Yeah. I got so comfortable with it. Yeah. Now I want more. And that's when Lose Control came out. Yeah. And that's when everything else started kind of, kind of falling super. Yeah. Trinity Church gave me the kind of the jump start to say, "Know what you are, yeah." go ahead and live in
0: it, yeah. See, I'm good at talking on stage, but like the whole, like the confidence that people have, but <laughs> specifically you, to put on a
1: costume and like be goofy and silly. Oh I don't know. I just <laughs> <laughs> never got out because When I put those costumes on, I really. It's like an outer body yeah. experience. Like that's yeah. not Dante. Yeah. That is Willie Earl. Yeah, because act did. like it. Uh,
0: Jesus of Nazareth, and you were the king. Like this evil, like guy who doesn't <laughs> care about people. Like no, you're in this. Like,
1: uh, but that was my character. That was Dante. Was off the stage to <laughs> yeah. so are looking into it. It was. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really a fun.
0: great talent it to is. have. <laughs> yeah. It is. And, and so, um, if people don't know, you actually have been. On TED Talk, yes, and you've also you have a nonprofit because you saw a need as a father. Absolutely. So can you give us some background? Yeah, so to that, that?
1: The, so the TED Talk came l- later on after the the, the nonprofit started, and it actually all this kind of happened on accident. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I went to a restaurant one night with the boys, and we were just having a, uh, a routine meal that night. Keisha didn't feel like cooking. I cook at times too, so I'm get some. I didn't cook. Keisha didn't did like does that feel like? Cooking. Yeah. We went to a restaurant and Liam was. Um, Push one years old. He had soared his diaper. So I went to the restroom. Isaiah came with me so we could help him change Liam's diaper. And I took Isaiah took a picture of me changing Liam's diaper. Yeah. squatting on a wall. And uh, about two weeks later, I posted that picture on Instagram. I went to sleep the next morning, that picture literally went globally viral. Yeah, CNN, to BBC World News, Fox, ABC, CBS, Yeah, Washington Post. And I I, I knew we went viral my mom called me and said you're on the news, and <laughs> being in philadelphia yeah when you find out that you're on the news i thought all the negative things what did um, i do yeah and why is my face on the news mm-hmm. and i seen it and i didn't even know the story i said like, why is this, why is the story so interesting of me changing my mm-hmm. son's diaper right did i do something wrong and then Washington post was actually the one who caught me and built the story for me mm-hmm. okay this is what we're doing this is what we like you should take this route because yeah. you know this way you'll get a you'll get a good punch to it mm-hmm. so i found a publicist and the pampers called about a month later and what you want know, to give me a partnership and we just, um, so now the, the need was the lack of changing stations in men's restrooms. Right. Um, so Pampers donated a million dollars to our nonprofit to buy 10,000 changing tables to put in restrooms in Canada and awesome. America. Yeah. And John Legend was spearheading with Pampers. So we just, for two years, we was traveling the country putting changing tables in restrooms. Right. Um, and that led to me being able to TED Talk for me to share my experience. And that's when the moment was where I I actually had to speak about my father, his absence, mm-hmm. and that moment. I think after my TED talk, my dad called me, and that was a night we really uh, kind of came back to our relationship and say, you "Know what? Yeah. I'm sorry. You're sorry. Let's move forward because right. you are a grandfather, and I'm a father, and we want to break that cycle in his moments." So, right. So it's that 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 TED talk moment was like a full circle for me and my dad. Right.
0: And to be clear for the audience, you have three sons I have three boys and then liam is the youngest liam is the youngest and so you've kind of dealt with this even before because
1: liam's what five or six he's six now six and yep. so
0: you've been dealing with kind of like the lack of changing
1: states for, just yeah, for, a, while. for a while now so yeah. it's been, I, uh, well, isaiah was eight so good thing so yeah when isaiah he wasn't in diapers yeah yeah, yeah. that would have been a different story <laughs> but we're dealing with um taylor and liam mm-hmm. which is a, a real story so we connected with a lot of fathers i mean it was a it was a we struck a nerve. Yeah, uh, in Taiwan and Japan, I really knew we went globally viral. When a, a father from um, I was of Afghanistan reached out to, yeah. to Facebook and say, "Know what? Well, I'm taking a picture. to support you." We might have differences in our culture, but we know as fathers we love our children. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, this is really hitting the the, the whole world." Yeah. And we just kept moving forward.
0: Yeah. So, so did you take the picture in mind, like? Oh, like, this is what I have to do
1: because there's no changing tables or right. just coincidental. Coincidentally. It was, coincidentally. It was something I crazy. took a picture. I took the picture and I said, you know what? And I was actually home watching a football game. And I said, hey, Isaiah, send me that picture that you sent yeah. uh, a few weeks ago. I was want to post it on social media. So I put mm-hmm. it on social media and said, hey, we need changing tables. You know, Father's Love yeah. Matter. And the next morning, yeah. everybody took over. And everybody, I mean, from politicians to yeah. celebrities, we actually changed law in New York, um, Tallahassee, and Minnesota. So yeah. Restrooms with a lot of changing tables. Yeah, it's kind of like insane, and it
0: and it helps divert the narrative. Like only women take
1: care of the Absolutely. kids. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, we we want to we take ownership to our, yeah. our babies. Like, you guys sit down, relax, let us dads do what we got mm-hmm. for, our, for our children.
0: And doesn't it make more sense for it a does. dad to take his son and the bathroom 100%. over? Yeah. I guess and that's Especially these
1: phase is dangerous yeah. anyways. Yeah. I, 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 men, take your kids in the bathroom. Yeah. And take your babies. Yeah. Simple yeah. as so.
0: well, that's awesome. And then, so, do you plan to do anything else with Squat for Change? Is it out there still? How can people get
1: Right, right. So um, we we have um, uh, Instagrams. Mm -hmm. Squat for Change. She can follow. We have a lot of details going over there, right there. But my life definitely took a total change. Uh, Ministry is calling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that. So around Father's Day, we do have like Father events. We Mm -hmm. do try to get in kind of donations to give pampers and toys and clothes to fathers in need. So we still we still do that kind of once a year. Mm -hmm. Also, um, my friend of mine, his name is Clifton. He has he's been helping me spearhead uh, Squat for Change diaper bag company so that's coming that's out awesome. soon mm-hmm. um so that'll be pushed out squad for channel email uh, on our uh, instagram so you can get more information about that but honestly i have so many kids i have three sons what yeah. you play are our babies and yeah. you understand that so yeah. i think my focus is on them and how we get them to college how we make yeah. them better men and women of god right and how we just kind of install who we are as people mm-hmm. into them because and the thing is I, I i think i shared this um you quick one day the reason why I believe Squad for Change took a massive decline was because I wasn't putting God first. Right. right? I really was going to that 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 movement, and I I became self. I came. I became self. Everything mm-hmm. was me. I did this. Yeah. I'm in this limo. I'm flying, yeah. and I felt good. And that fame really took me away from God. And I was. I heard God knocking at the door. I was like, okay, God, I got the blessing already. Right. And then when I started declining, that's when you start already yeah. God, I'm here and I want it yeah. back now, And I was like, no, just no, takes some time to be humble, my friend. <laughs> now we're gonna have
0: a, and now you're gonna have a different life. <laughs> absolutely, we have a
1: different life. That now you go fully me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm happy for the experience because I can share that experience with mm-hmm. my kids and let them know. So when you get to the moment, this is what you do in order to to self-sustain right. yourself. So. Right,
0: absolutely. So for y'all that don't know, he said, "Youthquake." Youthquake is our youth ministry absolutely. here at Trinity Church. And so the other question I was gonna ask you is like, what has this I guess it's been about a year that yeah. we've launched Youthquake. What has this past year um, really brought to your life?
1: Right. Mentoring and ministering. First of all, youth. it was definitely a challenge. You know, just learning how to, mm-hmm. first of all, be a part of a team, right? Mm-hmm. And learning how we all have different opinions and uh, ideology is what we want to do, and how we, how things used to be and where we want to go now. Right. So having breaking that through that first barrier walls with just the staff and the was tough, right? But when we got there, we all got the, this, to this common ground. Now it's like okay. Now we really have to. We are taking care of other people's children, right? And and, and giving them sound doctrine, and and you know, kids are now open up their lives to us. And the scary part was, I I to well, my wife one day. I said. These babies, my babies, are really pouring their hearts out to me. And I wasn't ready for that, right? Mm-hmm. When you have traumas coming your way and stresses and parents' issues at home, and you're coming to me, I'm like, okay, I didn't prepare for this. I've yeah. done was just go in and sing a worship, give a message, and we go home. But mm-hmm. when kids come to you crying or texting, you say, I need help, right? That's when I was like, I'm not ready for this. But I had to stand, had to stand 10 toes down and say, no, what? Well, let me get my word. How do we combat this? Started getting people like Pastor Linda and uh, Miss Fletcher around us. Yeah. Okay, how do we – we need y'all support. Mm-hmm. So now we have the support at Londa We have the clear communication. Now I think we are really doing something great. I think yeah. Youthquake, and i stand stay on this, will be the best youth ministry <laughs> that Miami has ever seen ever.
0: I think that even if it's not number-wise, I think just like – Supportive, of course, emotionally and mentally. I tell people like I've served in a couple of youth ministries, and there's no demographic like Miami Gardens that right. I've ever served in. Mm-hmm. And and you're right, you do get things that you're like, I am not a professional. Right. I do not right. know what we're supposed to do with this. And I think that that's kind of the difference between us and like other ministries. Right. Like we get people who like. Are going through
1: it i think the biggest thing when i first started was i was so fixed on numbers yeah and to get more kids and to get more kids but the the 96 kids that come on sunday i'm okay with that because i know we yeah. still haven't even hit the, the, the we really haven't really penetrated their heart set and we mm-hmm. want 200 more kids, and we got 96 kids that we need to really focus on. They're still yeah. coming to us with drama and pains, and it's yeah. like issues. And like, okay, let's focus on our baby. So when we do get this new wave, now we can take a step back and let our kids lead. Yeah. Right? So I know some youth ministries with only six kids that come on a Tuesday or Sunday. Yeah. So I'm just so grateful that we have 96 showing up on a Sunday, right. and we have a powerful team. Where we just, you know, installing the, the everything we yeah. have into our babies that we have now. So.
0: I always think like, because some of them, they call me late. Right. And I always say, like, <laughs> one or two, cool. Imagine, like, 15 right, right. need help on a Thursday at 11 p.m. And it's like, yeah. and, and, like, I'm always available. I'm always free. But it's like, I, I know numbers are great. But right. I think that when you're not smaller, because we're not a small youth ministry. No, we I, are. Don't think we are. No, I don't think we are. Um, But when you're kind of like, because that's why I love trying to do church as well, it just, something about it feels more intimate yeah. than, like, when you go to, like, really, really, like thousands and, thousands yeah, and of people yeah you become a number yeah you just kind of feel like i don't know i just feel like not only do they have somebody that cares for them like me i feel like they care for me yeah. and like they ask me questions all the time they're like miss amanda do you take breaks like are you gonna go to sleep Absolutely. are you gonna eat go-? and so they take care of me too so yeah youth ministry is definitely it's a definitely, special
1: place here special. i love it it's one of those things where i think it made me a better person over the last Absolutely. year um, and the thing is I have to exemplify who I am in ministry, but mm-hmm. also at home. Because yeah. I think I became a special Isaiah because now I can't go out there and preach a message and I'm at home sh- sharing the same love that I give to the kids in um, youth quick. So it made me a better dad. So now if I talk about it on stage, I have to. And show it to him at home right and he's like he even said he said dad i'm gonna go lie you gave me more time now. we talk more mm-hmm. we engage more because i know it's not like it's not a duty no more it's yeah. like this is who i am now so i think mm-hmm. he really loves it and to the point where he's even opening his mouth more i say he's a quiet kid
0: he is he's a he quiet really
1: kid is. with head down he's really getting involved now he like meant. he even said last night after you know we had glow party last night we were driving home he said that i think you know I mean, we'll be a minister one day. <laughs> he is so excited. And so and even even Liam, um, he came this is the cute. My highlight of last night was I have to share this. I know was boohoo crying about I'm something. Crying. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. There's like, you know, yes. He came over to me and this is what this is exact words. I got on my knee and I was like, What are you crying for? Liam says, Daddy, I'm not scared. I'm not afraid of the dark anymore. <laughs> Your words was so good Yeah, for yeah, so, yeah. a six-year-old to understand what I ministered yeah, last yeah. night. And, again, it's so limited for a six-year-old to understand that. That means we are in YouthQuake as leaders doing, doing a great job. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you said last week. It's not us. We, when we start to know God, we know him, right? We start sharing our word. Let the spirit use you and let the spirit go. Like the spirit penetrated a six-year-old heart last night. And I was like, that's why I'm here. And I'm so excited. Yeah, We were called to be in Youth Queen last year. such an exciting time.
0: I know. (laughs) Every time I think about just like the impact of like what people tell me confidently or well, in confidence, right, is like, and then it gets to a place where it's like, it's not even my glory that I want.
1: Right. And I'm like, sometimes I wish they wouldn't thank me. See, oh my gosh. So <laughs> yeah, I would. I
0: sometimes <laughs> say,
1: don't don't thank. The me, thank people, God. last yeah. night me. You did so good. No, 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 no. I didn't do good. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus showed up. that's,
0: yeah, that's <laughs> what I I, what <laughs> I said because it wasn't
1: me. It, it wasn't was an out of body experience. Because I don't remember. I don't know how many people were. In there. It was like tunnel vision. Right. I just let God use me, and I got the. I think you did good. And I was like, I never. I goes back to the mindset of. When people were giving me that squat for change praise. Yeah. You're doing so good. You're doing this. And I don't want that no more. Mm. i removed myself. Hey, just praise God. I mean, yeah. I can pray with you, but I didn't do anything. It's yeah. all God using me and I'm just yeah. following the steps.
0: And I think that's a hard thing for people newly getting in ministry to understand. 100%. Is that is that like, because it feels good when people are like, you've changed my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, your prayers really worked. Or, like those things feel good. But then at the end of the day, it's like. When I think about how people have impacted me, and I realize, no, that was me wanting relationship with God. Yeah. That was me wanting to get a word. That was me wanting to get something out of this worship. Yes, those people are there, and I'm thankful that God yeah. gave them that. But at the end of the day, it's like,
1: thank God. And thank God. It's a, <laughs> it's a, thank God. Just look, to, just look up and say thank God. You know I mean, and yeah. I just think it, it's like uh, over the last year, just us being diving in and being dedicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the altar moment last night, yeah. it, just, it was incredible for me. And I asked Pastor Rich, why did you put the, the biggest crybaby in the church on that stage last night? I couldn't, I was trying to hold it back. Yeah. But just the kids up there crying and uh-huh. giving themselves to God and now having that fear for God. Like, I, I adore you. And yeah. I my life. That's what it is about. And I'm just so happy and honored that yeah. my life went from a guy from Philadelphia to squat for change which declined to youth ministry mm-hmm. now i see why i went through all that to get yeah. where I am now because now i have experience and the journeys to share with my kids right. to get where you need to be yeah and you say you don't have you can be broken but you don't have to remain broke. you don't have to stay right there. and i know it's i know it's tough and it may feel like it's over but man you got so much life for yeah i had an 18 year old girl i don't want to share her name told me i feel as though i don't want my life is over. I felt I say, look, young lady, you have so much <laughs> life left at 18. They tell me that me, all the time, and I'm like. You have so much life left. And now her hearing the message last night, she came to me, it's like, I got some good news for you. So that's. that's, that's awesome. We, so my experience is like we have to, it's like, this is a testimony. And you have mm-hmm. to live through some, certain things. But I'm happy that I, I recognize that I can share that story yeah. and make other people lives
0: better. Yeah, I was like, "What, Jason?" I think Jason said it. He he said, "A book makes sense reading it backwards." I, read it
1: backwards. I, read
0: it backwards. <laughs> I was like, that's yeah, like, yeah, the book makes sense reading absolutely. it backwards." Absolutely. So, um, I guess for like the final closing questions is like, "What's next for you?" Like, what do you see in store for yourself? Because yep. it technically is almost the new year, right? right? So, for the new year, like, what do you see for yourself?
1: Honestly, it's I'm um, said that. Um, you you read my spirit i've really never seen <laughs> this but i know i've been i've been um in my spirit i've been pushing to go to ministry school mm-hmm. so i've been looking for schools so i'm trying to either start fall or spring that's awesome i really gotta take it serious um mm-hmm. i know what i'm called to do and i just gotta lean into it yeah in school and I, I think that's a scary part of how i'm gonna pay for this but yeah god listen you, you listening you want me to go to school you know uh, yeah. our way to pay for it so yeah honestly just later on with youth quake leaning in more trying to dive deep um leaning other past linda trying to figure out mm-hmm. um how to get more knowledge and just let god use me the moment i try to say what i'm going to do is never yeah. going yeah. yeah. so just to never so so you're allowed to say god i know you want me uh, <laughs> yeah. to be uh school. i'll do that aspect yes yeah. that's, that's, but that's the only far i can think out god yeah. you have to lead me to that the next step so. yeah absolutely
0: i will say when you go to theology school there's going to be a class called hermeneutics oh my god and you're just gonna be I like know, i don't know what that is but i know i'm already you're just gonna be right. like and then i believe that's the class about genealogy so it's about family trees oh, <laughs> and yeah. you're like it's oh
1: this forever
0: i skip i'm not gonna lie i skip every single scripture <laughs> <Family tree. laughs>
1: Said, well, you, know, you know a little bit more than I do, so I got that class. i coming for help. I sit around. I was <laughs>
0: like, I was, I skip. Oh, this is the son of who? Okay, skip, skip, skip. Now, what do you need me to read? It's a long. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know it's a lot of famous. So true. many people. So no, nope, I'm ready. I get to it. Listen, <laughs> it's a crazy class. Well, I guess
0: to close this out, um, if you have a word for us for the word of the day, I've
1: been waiting. Moment, yes, moment Go. is my word. Moment, and why moment. is that? Because, honestly, I think sometimes we, we so focus on our past mm-hmm. or even worry about the future, what we've been talking about, and just enjoy the moment. Please. To sit in a moment and realize what you have. I think sometimes we are like, I want a house. I want a car. I want to go here. I want to go to ministry school. But what is my moment? Like, right yeah. now, I have three boys that's healthy. I have a wife that loves me. I'm at work, with, and I'm speaking at a podcast with Savannah. Wow. Yeah. This is the moment. Enjoy yeah. it now. Why am I worried about it at three o'clock? Listen. It's it's gonna come around. My moment is here. I'm enjoying my moment yeah. and that's how I live life. Yeah. I can't worry about tomorrow. Yeah. And I could plan for it, but I start in my moment now and just enjoy life right yeah. now. So here if you are out there, you worry about your tomorrow's past. Mm-hmm. To stop it. God got you. Enjoy your moment, and let's live right now. Just breathe. Just breathe. That's it. Simply breathe. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you. Enjoy your moment. Enjoy your moment. Well, Dante, thank you so much for thank
0: coming you. and just Appreciate sharing your life. I know it's promise. not an easy thing for some people, but thank you for coming. Um, you're doing fantastic. You're thank doing you. great. And I'm just so proud of you and this like past year because I've like, known you for about a year now. So like And <laughs> this past year, and it's just been a fun. It has been fun. Youth Creek has just been really fun and refreshing for my soul. So we've been doing the the do, I would say. So Steam Forward, right? Yeah, Steam Forward. I love this podcast. (laughs) So as always, there are two sponsors that we love to thank, and that's the Children's Trust and Trinity Church. And don't forget that there are three ways in which you can watch or listen to this podcast. If you like to watch, just follow us on YouTube. If you like to listen, just follow us on Apple or Spotify. Remember, this is the Steam Forward podcast. See you
1: next week. Steam Forward Podcast.